What's going on, guys? John Hasselbauer here, golf writer for thelines.com. This is from the Tips WGC uh, match play at the Austin Country Club edition. Uh, thank you for, for joining. Today is going to be a, a busy day of, of video content because we have this, and then we also have uh, the Corrales Punta Cana Championship, which stay on the YouTube channel for that because uh, I'll be diving into that uh as well today, but in a separate video, it is a double duty week. We have the match play. We have the top 64 eligible players on the PGA tour here in Austin this week. And then everybody else who is not qualified for the WGC will be playing in Corrales Punta Cana. It is a little bit better of a field there uh, than say a Puerto Rico open, which runs opposite the API just because um, there are less people in the opposite field. Uh, we'll get further into that in a separate video, so we'll just focus on the match play here at play this week. Uh, it is at Austin Country Club, and it will be the last time played at Austin Country Club, which is a little bittersweet. I love the city of Austin. I was there for Austin City Limits last year. I've never been to this event, but I would think that it's a fun event to go to. It always seems like a good time in Austin. They just had South by Southwest there. Uh, the last two weeks, and I think the party keeps going now into into this match play event. Uh, match play is an interesting beast. It is definitely different than the traditional stroke play uh, format that we're used to seeing. I, for one, love a little variety, so I'm I'm definitely down for the change of pace. I think it would be a shame if they actually took this event off the entire schedule, as it's kind of rumored when they reshuffle the schedule next year. It definitely won't be coming back to Austin Country Club. Uh, I would love to even see a traditional stroke play event played here. It's a Pete Dye course. It's pretty quirky. A lot of risk-reward holes, but it's kind of open to the entire field, only being a short course at like 7,100 yards. Um, you know, it, it is kind of gettable for the entire field, and we've seen short hitters like Kevin Kisner win here. We've seen like Dustin Johnson bomb away here too. So I, I think it's a really ideal match play venue, not to say I wouldn't – Love seeing stroke play here too, but in some capacity, I, I do hope uh, that it stays. Um, before we get any further uh, into WGC, just a reminder, make sure you are subscribed to the Lions YouTube channel. We are in the midst of March for March Madness. Uh, my bracket is obviously busted already. It busted basically an hour or two into Thursday, and I need to apologize to our guy Eli because I tweeted out a March Madness <laughs> betting card crediting him and it couldn't have gone worse. I had zero, I bet 12, I think I bet a dozen teams and uh, zero of them made it to the Sweet 16. So uh, obviously that is not my forte. I did read some of Eli's articles. I just chose not to take uh, his advice. He was very bullish on Arkansas, who continues to be in the Sweet 16. I am an idiot. Uh, he is not. So make sure you follow his uh, college basketball takes and fade all of mine going forward. If you are going to listen to me, Maybe golf is a better better attempt uh, to do so. So we'll hop uh, we'll hop straight in to the odds page here, which you can see uh, on the screen. And also, just a reminder: if you are on the odds page or any other lines page, you can click right here to join the lines Discord right here. If you want to do that, that is where all of my bets are posted in real time. Um, it's where we talk about our bets. It's where we sweat it out. Um, at the Valspar Championship last week where we had three of four placement top 20 bets hit between uh, the winner, Taylor Moore, which is always frustrating, 
uh, when you're on him on a top 20, write up so many nice words, but don't pull the trigger on outright. That's a decision-making issue on my end, but the process, the research, I think was in a good place. Uh, for the Valspar, so we'll, we'll take a, a small profit instead of the big the big out right there. Uh, Wyndham Clark also cashed Wyndham Clark also cashed a top 20. Um, and Sam Ryder, despite a double bogey on 18, did chop a top 20. So we'll take what we can get. The the momentum is good. Um, and you know, just general thoughts on, on Valspar, I guess, before we go any further into into the match play odds. Um you know, we had Tommy Fleetwood in the mix. I, I I thought it felt like a 50-50 shot between him and Spieth all day. It really came down to that final par five for Fleetwood where he was in the middle of the fairway, about 220 out, or I guess 250 out, and he yanked it uh, into an unfortunate lie. You know, it's just impossible to get up and down from that bunker, but you have to make birdie in that situation. If he does, then he forces a playoff with Taylor Moore, and we're, you know, in a much, much better spirits this week than... Uh, another week without an outright, but it's always good to have a sweat. There was something um, to watch for the entire Sunday and good for Taylor Moore, who was kind of trending that way. One of those corn fairy guys who was actually able to win on the corn fairy tour uh, one in a pretty convenient way where you're just kind of sitting on the, the driving range and hoping that somebody else makes a mistake, which is what happened with Adam Shank. And you were kind of just inevitably expecting at some point was going to happen. Uh, we took him to the 18th hole, but he did kind of play himself out of it, which is a shame. Baby on the way. He had the little baby mush talk with his uh, his wife that never seems to go well in, in these events. Um, but it was a fun watch, you know, down to the wire, really entertaining. Uh, better, you know, better entertainment than I was expecting for the Valspar Championship. Uh, too bad we couldn't pull through with the outright. But again, it's a profitable, profitable week. We will take it rolling into the match play. Um, so now getting into the match play, we are in Austin. You can see all the top uh, 64 best eligible players um, are here. I personally think the live guys should be here. The qualification has always been the 64 best OWGR players, no matter what. Uh, that means eight players from live, including uh, Joaquin Neiman, Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson. I think Patrick Reed would have been last man in or last man out. Uh, Kokrak, Gooch, Chancer, those guys uh, should be here, honestly. And, and if they were, then we would be looking at a lot more competitive field, say what you will about none of them really being relevant even in live right now, but they are good players. And I think they did deserve to be here. It would have been a much more compelling week um, if they were here, but instead we'll have to wait a couple more weeks for the Masters before we see all those guys in action altogether. Um, instead, we have still all the heavy hitters here with the exception of Justin Thomas, um, so you see Scheffler, Rom, and Rory here are still your favorites. Uh, this is a, an event where, I mean, you couldn't script up a better setup for Scotty Scheffler right now. Um, he is the defending champion of this event. He was in the finals the year before that. He went to school at the University of Texas in Austin down the road from here. He's a local favorite. He won his last start before this at the Players. He's the world number one. Um, and his like match play record in general, with the exception of, of a very weird precedence cup from him, um, is is sensational. He beat, he beat John Rom heads up at the Ryder Cup at Whistler, Whistling Straight. So there's nothing bad you can say about Scheffler. He's going to be a one and done pick for me from an outright perspective. I'm not betting him at eight to one, although I don't think it's a bad bet to be honest. Um, so if you want to go that way, I don't think uh, I can blame you for it. But I'm trying to have a little more fun with this, have some exposure to a few more bullets if. Uh, in this volatile format, something goes wrong. 
Um, I like Rom this week. We also have uh, Rory, who is experimenting with new new clubs, so something to monitor. Um, he was not happy with his driver last week, so maybe he's found something new. Maybe he's just testing it out before the Masters. We'll see. Um, Patrick Cantley has some shoddy uh, match play history, so somebody I'm a little lukewarm to. Max Homa is very interesting this week. Uh, Jordan Spieth is somebody I think could do some damage. Tyrrell Hatton I like very much, and Sung J M I really like, but he gets he would get the Scheffler Group um, in the second round. We'll look, we'll look at the bracket after this. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little cold feet on Sung J, and then the only other guy that I think the odds are really great on that I didn't have a chance to get to uh, was Corey Connors at eighty to one. He was the third place finisher. Last year, so 80 to 1, that's a really good number. I, I didn't bet it um, because I bet somebody else very close to him in the group, and I'm hoping that he advances. Uh, but had I not done that, um, I think Connors is a great bet and a great pick in his bracket. Um, looking at the core specs, I, I would say the core specs really aren't that relevant. This week, it's match play. It's not your traditional, if you're a good fit in stroke play, then you're going to be a good fit here. Um, it is a short course. I think that's worth noting. There's a lot of short par fours. I think there's five in total, which are under 400 yards. Uh, it is a Bermuda green setup. The rough is low and dormant. So, you know, just from an eye test standpoint, I think this course looks a lot like the stadium course, um, short peat dye, some hazards, um, you know, in play throughout a lot of water, not, not a ton of water, like a little less than stadium course, but definitely like a good amount of water in play that you need to be accurate to avoid. Um, and the wa- the ball just kind of goes here. Like if it trickles into the rough, it keeps going because it's this dormant low Bermuda. So driving accuracy is not really the end all be all, but I would say approach is what matters most. Um, and then just looking at the other comp courses, I, I think most TPCs actually translate well here given the risk reward setup uh, of most of them, as long as it's not like a risk reward, like a, a bombers TPC, like, like let's say TPC twin cities that has a lot of rough too. Like, I don't think that's a good comp, but uh, Scottsdale river Highlands, sawgrass TPC, Louisiana, where they have the Zurich classic uh, in another sort of match play ish format. Uh, I guess it's not, you know, it's, it's team play, but it's, it's not traditional stroke play. Um, TPC San Antonio also sort of risk rewardy. And then, Sea Island, I think, is actually a pretty solid comp. Um, Kisner, Scheffler, and Horschel have all top five there within the last three years, and they've all won here um, in the last three years. So um, I think that's a pretty good comp if you just want to look at like windy Bermuda short courses. You you can't really go wrong there. Um, And then just looking at the uh, betting trends here, a lot of favorites, I would say, between Scheffler and DJ and Day, McElroy, it's always going to be big names, but it's a WGC, so the field is kind of limited to big names, so that kind of skews it a little bit. Horschel might be the only big surprise we've seen here over the years. Uh, even when Jason Day won at 101, it's Jason Day, and he had won two years before, so not shocking um, when that happened, but he wasn't in, in great form at the time. Um, so, you know, I, the trends are kind of all over the place. I'm not really going to follow follow that blindly. I think this is a week to have fun with the card. Uh, play around with it a little bit and, um, and, and, you know, just give yourself some entertainment value because if you don't have a sweat on Sunday, it's kind of a boring watch just following two guys trot around uh, the fairway. 
Um, but okay, that, that's the background on the course. Now we're going to switch gears to a quick view of the model. Um, looking at the model this week, it's it's a straightforward one. I really don't think people should dive too deep into their models um, in match play because it's just this is all strokes gained off of stroke play data. And, it, you know, as I said in my preview, you could shoot the worst round, the second worst round of the day and win, you could shoot the second best round of the day and lose. Um, you can beat your opponent outright and still lose the matchup if, um, you know, if, if they have one blow up hole, but the rest of their holes are good, that doesn't really kill you here. So I like the aggressive players, the, the guys who go for the risk reward, try to make as many birdies as possible. Most of the time, a bogey is just as bad as a par. Um, so guys who know that and have experience in match play and can step over an important putt uh, tend to be pretty sticky here when it comes to like repeated results. So looking at the results, uh, or sorry, the, the, um, the model results, I guess we'll say, um, I really quickly approach T to green on comp courses, birdie or better gained, uh, Pete die history, since this is a die course and we've seen a lot of correlation with those other ones, Bermuda putting, putting's huge here, but particularly on Bermuda, I've got par four scoring under 400 because I think that's where you're going to get most of your birdie opportunities here. And then I've got uh, last 36 and last 12 strokes gain total just to make sure you are in good form leading in, particularly in the immediate, especially at Sawgrass, which is a very good comp to hear. Um, so top 10 of my model was Scheffler, Hatton, Rahm, Sungjae, uh, Finau, Xander, Cantlay, Day, McElroy, and Hovland of that group. Um, I really do love Sungjae, but he gets Scheffler in the second round if they both advance. I don't love that, and I don't see Scheffler having an issue getting out around one. So that gives me a little bit of pause. Um, you know, at some point, it seems like somebody will have to face Scheffler at any moment. But if you're in any other bracket, you at least have the the thought in the back of your mind that somebody down the road could beat him before he has to get to you. Um, I would say of this group, Hatton has me most interested. He was at 40 to one before the the brackets were released. I knew that was a bad number, but I hate betting this event before the, the groups are released. So I waited and now he's 28 and now I, or 25, I believe. So now can't really bet that number. He'll get Rory in the second round, but again, his history is a little more shaky than Scheffler and Rahm's here at Austin country club. He has won the match play, but not here. Um, so, I, I kind of like Hatton to to go pretty far in this event. He's coming in in great form. Um, okay, and then the other thing when we go beyond the um, just the model is looking at match play results. And this is an ugly sheet, um, but it's something that helped me just kind of conceptualize who plays well in this event. So I just kind of aggregated in every match play event um, series played here at Austin Country Club since 2016. Um, how many times has a player advanced from the group stage to the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and reached the final? Um, so Matt Kuchar, actually, surprisingly, is is the best at getting out of his group. He's done so four out of six times. Um, I can't actually confirm if he's played every all six since 2016, um, but he's advanced the most. So something notable there, he is a four-seed, a quote-unquote four-seed in a good group. Uh, this week, but if you're looking for a value player um, off of just the event history, he's good to follow. Um, Rom, Kisner, and Hatton have each advanced three times. I think that's interesting for Rom. I know Scheffler is going to get a lot of 
uh, deserved attention for um, you know, how well he's played this event. And you can see every time he's advanced to group stage, he's made it to the finals, so that is scary. Uh, Kevin Kisner has done the same thing. He's advanced to group three times, and all three times he's made it to the final. Uh, Rahm's made it to the final once, lost to Dustin Johnson, but I just think this is going to be a good event for him. So I have I have Rahm pegged as uh, you know a good bounce back off of the stomach bug at the players. Um, some other notables, I guess we could say uh, Chris Kirk has gotten out of um, out to the quarterfinals once, and he's now playing in better form than he's ever had. Leading into this event, coming off that win at the Honda, uh, he draws a pretty difficult group too, but that's just an encouraging thing to see from uh, from a player of his stature. Um, Corey Connors was your third place finisher here last year, so that is interesting to monitor. Um, and you can see the list of uh, guys. There's a long list of players. Even Victor Perez has gotten out once, and he actually got as far as the semifinals. Um, so again, that's, that's interesting um, to track. And uh, last year... Uh, so James Power also made it to the quarterfinals. So, um, just, just an interesting view at it. You can also see, I think it's helpful to note players like Matsuyama and, uh, you know, Max Homa, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau is down here, Sam Burns, Sung Im. They've pl- I, I don't have how many times they've played and how many times they've missed it. Henry Shoffley here as well, Victor Hovland. Um, this is also like you could have had a terrible group of death and played well, but not advanced. That's not captured here, but it's notable that those guys have never made it to group out of the group stage. So it's just something to think about when you're trying to whittle down your player pool. I also have um, President's Cup and Ryder Cup uh, finishes here from um, from the most recent iterations of both. Both were on complete bombers courses um, at Quail Hollow and Whistling Straits. So I don't think it's it's that um, pertinent for this week, but you can see, I think more so for like the international team players who are going to be flying under the radar. You see a guy like Siwoo Kim went three, one and oh, Sungjae Im went two, two and one. And uh, I believe KH Lee, yeah, KH Lee went two and one. Um, all pretty good showings in match play um, for guys who don't have a ton of match play experience. So I don't know, maybe that's a narrative. They, they keep something going. Um, I would say if you played poorly at either of these courses, I think a great example of that would be if we go all the way to the bottom here. Um, Kevin Kisner went 0 2 and 1. Billy Horschel went 1 2 and 1. And Scotty Scheffler went 0 3 and 1. Those are your three last winners of the WGC Dell match play. Um, and none of them looked impressive whatsoever at Quill Hollow. That kind of makes sense. This is a short course. That is a very long course. So if you play well at the long course, that can translate here. If you're only playing well at the short course, it's not guaranteed to translate the other way around. Um, so I'm not going to read too much into that unless it is a positive. Um, and then lastly, we will just go to back to the model. And, um, or actually, I don't. I don't have it um, filtered that way, but um, just to talk through who I'm going to bet, I can actually just go to the betting, the betting card here. So one moment. Um, So here you can see the betting card for the match play. Um, John Rahm is uh, where I'm going to start my card at 14 to one. Um, The last time he, prematurely left an event with an illness 
um, was the memorial due to COVID. And the week later, he won the U.S. Open. Um, so that seems to be a good a good omen for him. He's no longer the world number one. He has something to prove. He's played well here. He's a very imposing presence. Uh, and I just think if you're facing John Rahm, like you kind of are nervous to do that. Um, and he does. He has a good group. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He, he drew a tough with Fowler and and uh, and, Kit and um, who else is in his group? Fowler and Mitchell and I'm blanking on the other one. But um, you know he'll he'll have his work cut out. But he's better than than all of those guys. So I'll take the 14 to one odds. It's it's nearly double uh, what Scheffler's is. And then you know when you start your car with a 14 to one, you take a few bombs. So. Hoagie looks fantastic. He, he broke the course record on a short peak die course uh, in his last start. Great approach player. Approach is important here. He gets Xander's group. Xander looked a little shaky in this event last year and hasn't advanced out of group stage in this event before. So I like my chances on Hoagie. Um, Sahith gets Fitzpatrick's group. Fitzpatrick looks completely lost right now. Um, so I'll just take the next best player in that group, and I love betting Sahith. So we'll see how that goes. Siwoo. Uh, KH and Christian Bizayden, who all bombs, but all players who looked good in that President's Cup, and maybe they bring in a little bit of uh, you know positive energy here, um, coming off of that experience. KH Lee um, is uh, prolific in Texas, has two wins at the AT and T Byron Nelson in this state over the last two years. Um, so yeah, that's that's the the quick and dirty betting card. The last thing I want to do um, is just pull up the. Um, the bracket and just kind of quickly talk through um, how I filled mine out. It's, it's a big bracket, so I'm not going to go too crazy with this, but uh, you can also go to the PGA tour um, website and they have a link to this. So you can kind of just fill in your own bracket because my March Madness one is busted. So this is what I need um, in the first group. I love Tom Kim, but I have to go Scheffler. I actually don't think this is a very tough group for him. I think he gets out pretty easy. Um, Sung Jay modeled out really well for me. Uh, Fleetwood could be a tough draw. He's playing really well right now, but, um, a lot of good putters in this group, actually, that's going to be a fun one to watch, but I think this is a good setup for, for Sung Jay. If he was not immediately set up to face Scheffler here, I would have picked, uh, Sung Jay to go very far in this event. Uh, Morikawa, I know it's starting out with three chalk guys, but I will, uh, go, I'll, I'll differentiate in other places. I'll say that, um, Morikawa is, is kind of like a Sergio Garcia type where the putting looks awful and then you stick him in match play and he makes everything. He was incredible at the Ryder Cup. Played really well at the President's Cup as well. Uh, and it's a, a short die course. Like he, he just should play well on these types of courses. Um, struck it incredibly at Sawgrass. Just couldn't buy a putt. So putts fall. He's going to have a good showing uh, at this event. Uh, I actually do really like Victor Hovland, but I, I like the value on, on Siwoo Kim. Um, just from like a, a differentiation standpoint, I think he has a good chance to come out of this bracket. Not as, not as afraid of Kirk and Kucher, uh, this week. Um, home is going to be the popular pick here, but Kisner has the best, uh, event history. So if you want to get a little bit different, um, uh, his form couldn't be worse, but his, um, event history couldn't be better. So we'll see which one prevails there. I think Spieth is an easy pick here. He'll be popular, but, um, Longhorn narrative plays well in this event and has looked great a couple of top fives in his last three starts. So like Spieth's chances. Um, Burns, I'm a little nervous about the ball striking form right now. This is actually a very deep group, but Hadwin actually rated out the best in my model. So 
Um, I'll, I'll get a little crazy with Hadwin and then KH Lee. I really like his prospects here. Um, can't lay again. He'll be a popular pick, but we got to differentiate somehow in these brackets. They never go exactly according to plan. Um, so give me KH Lee. He finished top 20 at the Valspar last week um, and and looked pretty good doing it. Um, and then just to complete the this side of the board, I like Scheffler, or sorry, I like Scheffler over Siwoo. I like, uh, or, oh my God. Uh, I like Scheffler over Sungjae. I like Siwoo over Colin. Uh, give me a Scheffler Siwoo matchup. That'd be a lot of fun, I think, to watch. Um, and then I'm not going to take Kisner to go too far. Give me Spieth in that matchup. And I do like KH Lee over um, Adam Hadwin. So give me KH Lee in the semifinals and then i'll have speeth advancing to scheffler we get a little mat uh, longhorn reunion matchup here and i'm going to take scotty to prevail uh in that one to get to the championship from the right side we have john rom in a tough group with horschel mitchell and fowler um a lot of good like event history in that too a lot of good putters that's gonna be a fun group to watch but i love like rom's better than all those guys he should take care of business against any group play I would think so. I'll take him. I think Connors should actually be like a, a co-favorite in this group. Cam Young has Paul Tesori on the bag, which is good long-term. Maybe a little bit of growing pains um, week one. We'll see. But I like Connors to advance after the third place last year. Seabez uh, over Finau's group. Finau, you never really seem to be able to trust him. And he's regressing a little bit from his world beater status. Um at the beginning of the season. So give me, give me Bez after a good showing at Sawgrass uh, on another short positional course. Um, and then we have Harris English. Why not? A little 2021 Ryder Cup reunion. He probably wants to get back on that Ryder Cup team show. He can prove his worth in match play. That's how guys like Billy Horschel and Kevin Kisner got on the President's Cup team uh, last year. So maybe he puts on a nice audition, makes a ton of putts. We know he can do that. Um, and Zalatoris looks a little up and down right now. He doesn't quite look himself, uh, is a Texas guy. He'll have the crowd on his side and should be a favorite, but, um, you know, I, they don't always go according to plan. So I, I like that. I, I like, uh, I like English's setup there. And then Tom Hoagie, he's striking it so well right now. Xander is too, and he'll be a tough out, but I'm not really too concerned about the other two guys in this group. Um, so I'll take Hoagie to differentiate, uh, next group. I love Sahith to come out of here. I don't think Matt Fitzpatrick, um, is in a good state right now. He's recovering from injury. He looked completely lost at, uh, the Valspar. So give me Sahith whose irons complete continue to trend, um, and just seems to play risk reward courses really well. Uh, easy draw for Tyrrell Hatton. He, has advanced to group stage three times before is in great form. I expect him to do it again and a pretty easy draw for Rory as well. Even if he's not looking hundred percent himself, the ball striking is still fine. He'll advance. Um, going back to the top. I then have, uh, Rom advancing over Connors and Bez edging out, uh, English. So we have a Rom and Bez matchup there, uh, which, which actually sets up a very easy path for Rom. Uh, to get to the semifinals. And then on the bottom, we have um, Hoagie and Sahith. I'll take Sahith there. I think he's a little more of an aggressive player, can string along more birdies. Um, I think he'll be a little intimidating in match play, honestly. So I'm excited to see that. 
Um, and I'll take Hatton over Rory. I think Hatton's just kind of trending a little bit more right now and and seems like he he really wants it at the moment. So we've got a Hatton and Sahith uh, match play. That'd be awesome to watch. I hope we get to see that. Um, and I'll continue to ride the hot hand with Hatton. And then ultimately, uh, we'll take Rom over Hatton. So we get world number one versus world number two, Scheffler versus Rom in the final. And I have Scheffler prevailing um as the world number one he's my one done pick um hopefully if it gets to this point i'll just hedge um with the rom uh with the rom outright uh, but my my hope with the rom outright is that somebody along the line takes takes scotty down because if that happens and the rest of this plays out it is actually a pretty pretty manageable path for for rom to get um to the final um okay so that is my bracket i i love this week again as i said um it's nice to switch it up, not do not do match play every single week. So I'm looking forward to this week. I hope you found this video helpful. Um, and best of luck to you in your uh, WGC match play bets.